what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Nick Davey. I'm delighted to be joined as ever by the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. And How are we? making and in, I'm very well yourself. I'm not too bad. Nearly fucked that one up, didn't we? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I'd make it and uh, in true Royal Rumble uh, fashion, making his uh, shocking return to the Broken Book Glorious Wrestling Podcast. We're delighted to have joining us for this week, Stephen Jackson. Ah, oh, thank Whey! you for coming, guys. Way. I should have, I should have really gone ten, nine, <laughs> eight, but. First time at five, ten's a bit fucking overkill, that way. Well, yeah, well, be, yeah exactly. <laughs> been how are we night. both doing? How are we, how are we both doing this evening? Buzzing, yeah. absolutely buzzing. Just been cold today. That's the only thing I've found. It's been absolutely freezing today. But yeah, doing good. Looking forward to it. But, uh, I was about to say, yeah, it's been very cold down here. But I suppose both you gentlemen have been north of the country. It's probably a lot colder where you are. So, yeah, I won't. We will, yeah, I won't. Uh, yeah, I won't get into that. <laughs> Is it cold for you, Lance, more so than me in Yorkshire? I don't know. I don't know. It's been all right. It's not, it's not been Baltic, but it's been... It's not the, not the most like, oh, let's get my shorts on kind of way. But to be fair, I say that I'm sat in my shorts right now. <laughs> same bit, same bit. Literally sat in my shorts. I'm in my, my jeans what? still. <laughs> no, it's, I'm, do you know what? I've been, I've been compared to this a number of times. I'm like a human radiator. I just put out pure heat. <laughs> I must admit, if I'm in the house, I can't. I, I have to wear shorts. I could do trackies if I'm feeling a bit sort of under the weather or something. But uh, no, I can't, I can't really. If I'm just sort of just, yeah, casually sitting in the house, I'd have to have shorts on. Yeah, see, I, I'm doing like that. But I wear trackies sometimes on the house. But if I just start sitting on my bed, I'm like, too hot now. <laughs> I, it just, it just put off so much heat. It's ridiculous. If I... When what? I go to the gym, people are like, oh, are you, are you just wearing shorts? Because like, obviously you've got to get to the gym, haven't you? So mm. me and my old tag partner, Jackson Clare, have been going recently with, together because uh, we usually go separately, but we've been making an effort to see each other. Um, oh. I know, cute, isn't it? Um, but <laughs> I, I locked so, down. <laughs> no, no, because he's, he's retired. So like, I've been doing my own thing. He's been doing his own thing. And then like, we've been trying to make an effort to see each other more because we, obviously we used to be a married couple. <laughs> used to be wrestling married tag team travel everywhere together but then he was like no I'm not doing this anymore <laughs> big fanny anyway um, I rock up the other day to, to his to go to the gym together and like, I'm stood there in my shorts and he's got his trackies on I'm like mate how are you going to train trackies like well we're only doing upper body and I was like I just realised I was like oh yeah I just overheat I'm like uh, I'm like an Xbox 360 I just overheat and then I'm like <laughs> Red, red ring of death like I'm just sweating I'm like no I'm not doing any more this, if I've got trackies on I went and played football in trackies once right and yeah I can't do that no nah. went home I, I'm, I'm not like playing like I'm not talking like oh I went and trained to play football you know like for a team I, I mean I went mm. down the park to kick a ball about and I was like I've got to go home I've got to go home I'll come <laughs> back in like 10 minutes just put I some shorts on I have to go on. home put shorts on and come back 
and the the joggers were like done. They were wet. I was like, this. this <laughs> I is can't. Done. I can't run in uh, trackies. I tried it once when yeah. it was freezing cold, but even in the cold, I just have to wear, like today, I just have to wear shorts just because I can't, I can't do even it. The, um, yeah, and even in the freezing cold, you just end up sweating like mad, don't yeah, you? Yeah, mm, exactly. That's I can't it. do um, it. But you know what? I'm glad I'm part of a community now that is profuse sweaters. Well, <laughs> 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 Well, look, we've had some fantastic starts to these shows, but I, don't, I think, yeah, I think sometimes we could always think if listeners are coming in, they might think we're listening listen to a football podcast or, or a food podcast, but I think this would be the first time I think listeners might think they're listening to some sort of gym or, or just a general gym exercise sort of podcast or a running podcast. If you want to talk about gymming, we'll talk about gymming if you want. <laughs> uh, I've not been to the gym since probably about 10 years ago, I reckon now. Um, How long? About ten years ago, yeah, I reckon. Oh no, no, actually, no, that's a lie. That is a lie. Probably about eight years. <laughs> um, eight years. It's only yeah, been two I... years for me because I got used to running outside. And well, that that's was... exactly what I do. Yeah, I, I run outside, and um, that. my housemate's got some weights, so um, yeah, sometimes use his, uh, albeit without permission. Um, so yeah. Oh right, so you're not like completely inactive, like? Oh no, no. Oh yeah, I do my, I do lots of running and well, play football. Well, I know you play bit. football. I was like, because that's what I was wondering. I was like, fucking, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, how can you just like neglect? And, I was, and then I realised, yeah, no, he doesn't. He still does stuff. I just can't justify spending ridiculous amount of money per month on on the gym where I can just literally go for a run outside. And since since obviously the first lockdown, I started doing it a lot more. So mm, fair enough. Well, it's it's just like. Expenses for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> um, in terms of wrestling, um, so just a couple of bit news news items um, uh, we'll get into before we go through our Royal Rumble moments. Um, so fantastic! I'm sure you both agree. Fantastic to see on um, AEW this on AEW TV programming this week the return of John Moxley. Of course, we saw him return on um, uh, on Dynamite. Uh, he opened the show addressing the crowd. Um, which was, was great to see. And then, of course, we saw him in action on Dynamite, uh, beg your pardon, on uh, Rampage on the Friday. So, fantastic to see Moxley back after, obviously, a very difficult time for him. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you guys caught any of the um, AEW programme, but uh, but I'm sure you agree with it. It's great to see him back on, on TV. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's to, to see him, like, overcome what he's dealing with and everything and get himself sorted, it's great. If, if yeah. you also want to touch on Bubba Ray Dudley being a knobhead, uh, but <clears> decided to be a knobhead. I, I think that's just the norm with Bubba Ray Dudley. I don't think. There's anything, <laughs> I think it's just like his middle name is just Bubba Knobhead Ray Dudley. <laughs> How many middle names you got? <laughs> but but brother a Ray. Knobhead. He's gonna laugh at me one day. I bet you. He'll hear this and we'll have eat. Like I'll be backstage with him and he'll be like, "You called me a knobhead once, but yeah, I did. You were being a knobhead." Well, to be fair, I, think, I, I just I probably would just say that I'd probably just be like, yeah, you you'd be a fucking bed. Everyone said you were being an bed. <laughs> yeah, it was great to see though in how good Moxley's condition, how well he did look. I mean, it was fantastic. Someone put up a good photo of how he looked before he obviously uh, took some time off, and how he looked when he was on Dynamite this week. Fantastic to, uh, turnaround, uh, which was great to see. And also, it, it also felt quite good that we still had the Moxley of old in terms of telling that idiot in the crowd to, well, piss off basically. That was great. Um, it, yeah. I thought it almost added to the moment, not trying to uh, defend this guy in any, any shape or form, but I think more Moxley made it a fantastic moment. Yeah, 
he um, definitely came back with a lot more thunder and it felt like he was in a better place. And I watched um, GCW The World at the weekend mm-hmm. as well, where he faced um, Homicide and he came out at GCW and he just looked like he was in really good shape. I mean, the match itself wasn't anything special, but the shape he was in and just his actual demeanour and stuff, he, he just looked yeah. in a completely better place than what he was before. So it is great to see him as well back, you know, how he should be or how he wants to be. Um, but yeah, I agree. I thought he did a, to see him come back as well and like, um, you know, just be on form with his promos and stuff as well. It just felt like he was in the moment. Do you know what I mean? He didn't feel disengaged, which I think he'd been for a while. So yeah, it was really exciting. That's cool. It's nice 100%. to see him back to where he was. A hundred percent. I could, couldn't agree anymore. Um, and also as well, it wasn't just the um, return of, um, well, Mox this week. It was also the returns of uh, fans at Progress. Now, mentioned obviously a lot about uh, Progress under being under new management, but it was the first live show on Sunday uh, at the Electric Ballroom in Camden. And uh, albeit from what I'm reading online um, and what I'm hearing about all over social media, it looked like a fantastic show. Um, great to obviously have them back in front of a, uh, in front of a crowd. Um, not going to go into spoilers in case people are sort of waiting for it to still come on demand or go onto the network um, there. So, um, yeah, so I won't go into too much spoilers. But um, one one thing also which has been put over social media, we saw Anthony Agogo, um arrive. So uh, back with a bang, and um, also again, sort of the internet talk of this forbidden door. We know he's obviously an AEW contractor. We know Progress has still got the deal with the network. So all very, very interesting. It is. It's very, very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, it, I'm hoping that you know it can kind of sort of put to bed what happened before and then yeah. come to be something new, like it was, you know, pre pre speaking out, like you know, like it was. So yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I need to check that out actually, because like I said, I've been looking at other things this weekend. So um, yeah, definitely, it was exciting when it was being when I saw the initial relaunch of like the tweets coming out and stuff. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out as well. Well, we all said on the show, me, Chris, and Lance, that it it all felt like, say, the mood in the camp had sort of changed with the new and uh, the new appointments of the owners. Again, we don't want to go into detail of of, of what's happened before, but um, yeah, and, and it will. We all know it will take time. They're not going to overnight. It's not going to become what it was in say 2016. It will take it will take a lot of time to get back to to what it was. Uh, but certainly, early ground is all is all looking very promising. Uh, we know they're going to be going up to Manchester in a week or so, I think a couple of weeks' time, and then they've got the show uh, in February, which they've got uh, to our WWE listeners, as I swear, Scott will be there. So, uh, all very exciting. But we're just all waiting. Realistically, we're all waiting for Lance to get booked, aren't we? We are. Well, that's the that's what we're all waiting for, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the arrival of Rivera, the Rivera era starting. <laughs> I will, I will actually say, Lance, have you? Had, uh, I forgot to actually say our usual start of the show. Have you had any wrestling over the the last weekend or since we last saw you on the show, last spoke on the show? I haven't actually. No, I've been quite quiet recently, except for uh, Simon Hill. He's still uh, still on my bed. <laughs> being in my bed all over my Twitter. Uh, and obviously, goes to the gym a lot. Well, any, any shows upcoming? Yes, I've got uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling in Morecambe this uh, this upcoming Saturday. It is a uh, it's a twenty man over the top rope r- rumble there for the uh, to be the number Ooh. one contender for the OPW uh, Heavyweight Championship, which I'm intending on winning. Um, but it's also the same day as the Royal Rumble, so nice little coinciding there. Oh, cool! Like like crossover, isn't it? And I've not been wrestling over the weekend. I've just been watching <laughs> <the> weekend. <laughs> 
Hey, um, you yeah. told me that you were free and uh, and I'm free. We could have could have had a wrestle. We could have done. We could have done. I've got the car now. You see, that was the other thing since we last spoke. I've got a car now, so I could drive down. Oh, so, oh. yeah. But um, fantastic. No, I'm watching wrestling. Drops. No, that's all I've been doing. Um, but yeah. So maybe sometime, uh, Lance. You know, if I get back into the gym again, as we were talking about earlier on. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll put you through your paces. Don't you worry. <laughs> Uh, I'll, just an advocate. I'll just be an advocate. I'll just be an advocate as usual. I'm the referee. I'm just an advocate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to be a referee. I'll give them too much abuse whenever I'm at the wrestling shows. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I feel like I've become become what I hate. That any wrestlers, this any referee wrestling referees listen to this. Well, I do love you really, and you'll you'll do a fantastic job. So he doesn't. He doesn't want anything. <laughs> <laughs> I once said to a referee. <laughs> Why let a referee get in the way of a good match? Well, the funniest one ever was when we had, um, we were at the Riptide show um, in Brighton on the Friday night. Then on the Sunday, the referee was actually refereeing our football game on the Sunday morning, which we couldn't, we were almost starstruck. It was a uh, referee. It was, sort of, it was, it was weird. It was like, I recognised this guy from summer, but it, you just couldn't click. And then I think it was midway during sort of the first half. I was like, ah, that's where I know him from. He, he was the referee at the, the Riptide on Friday. <laughs> So, uh, no, I had Sean McLaughlin, um, referee, a Scottish referee. He refereed my match at TNC Extreme Wrestling the other week. And I tried to uh, grab the Odyssey Pro Wrestling belt off him as he was holding it up. He just turned around as the crowd went silent and he went, Behave yourself, you prick. <laughs> and uh, I had to cover my face up um, and look away from the crowd as I was uh, absolutely pissing myself. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh. Well, um, yeah, so lot, lots to look forward to as well in, in the indie scene. And as we keep reiterating on the show, if you can, get out and support a local wrestling promotion around the country. Mate, come in. More, more importantly, get out and support Lance. Buy his merch, support him. That's it. Buy all my merch. Pod. Send, him maybe a, uh, send him maybe a bit of abuse on Twitter as well. I've already sold out of my medium T-shirts. <laughs> wow. If you come and support us to pro wrestling this weekend... Um, you better not be a medium. <laughs> I, I definitely, well, I, I'm sad I'm not coming, but I would be an XL, I can assure you. That's fine, I've got plenty of them. Good, for big people like me, we need... I think I'm an L, I used to be a medium. It depends, in certain shops I'm an M, and then in other yeah. shops I'm an L, so it depends. Why are you saying just a letter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an S. I'm an oh, I'd never be an S. L. I've never met anyone who's an XS. I will say that an extra small. I've never met anyone. Who does? I think it's just for kids, you know. Yeah. Kids. And obviously, you get like very like I don't know. No, just kids. Mainly just kids. I can sometimes do large, but yeah, I'm I'm mainly XL if I'm if I'm being serious. But yeah, sometimes large. Never a medium. I once thought I could be a medium when I was doing loads of running, but sadly it was a bit tight. So. I get that problem now. This is Franco Varga, the biggest wrestler ever, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. Yeah, but the main, the main point of our show this evening is with Royal Rumble on, I say Sunday, on Saturday this uh, weekend. Ooh. We thought we'd uh, do our, yeah, get in very close. My favourite time of the, as well, it always is, the favourite time to be a wrestling fan, the build up to the Rumble and then, and so on. Uh, um, this really is the best. My favourite time of the year is in the build-up to the Royal Rumble. So uh, we thought we'll uh, do our top five WrestleMania moments. So um, there's 
again, been great for me as I've got everyone to send me their votes. And I've, again, sort of reminiscing about how fantastic some of these moments have been. But um, we have got it down. We were aiming to do a top five, but due to a, well, due to a lot of agreement and a lot of, um, uh, um, uh, well, and just generally a lot of, uh, you know, sort of similar votes coming in, there is a top six due to the same amount of points between four, five and six. So um, I have. I have obviously done it on sort of order with the whoever got like the top votes out of theirs. That's why they've come fourth and fifth and sixth, and if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's not been sort of it has been done in a, the best order I can possibly do it in terms of. But, but there is a clear winner by albeit by one point, a clear second spot and a clear third spot. So, um, Basically, but yeah, people just say this is gospel. This is our list, and if you don't like it, you can fuck off. I was going to say, yeah, we always do the idea. Yeah, if, you, if you feel like we've made a complete catastrophe, we've made a complete mistake, tweet us, abuse us, send us uh, all sorts. Tweet um, the abuse and you'll see what comes back your way. Look what happened to Simon Hill. I told him I was going to chin him. <laughs> Equally, if you uh, think we've done a fantastic uh, top six, then please praise us and retweet retweet and uh, like it, etc., etc. Uh but tweet me nice yeah. things and I'll probably tweet you something sarcastic back anyway, so. <laughs> so basically, number... I dare you all to tweet me and see what happens, because it might be funny. <laughs> it might be abusive. Just find out. Why are we be scaring our listeners off at the moment? <laughs> I don't think so. We're like number one in like uh, Ukraine, aren't we? I think it was Albania, but yeah. Oh, right. Well, that might be in Ukraine. We're doing very well in both those, both those countries anyway. Well, not so. Albania, though. But Albania's cool. sick. Great country, Both great people. Got, got some people here, but there's a Albanian. There's a lot of Al- oh, a few Albanians living in Hatewell, my hometown of Hayward Teeth. So, and, uh, lovely people. Um, Big up Albania. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, in sixth place um, is Ooh. from 2020. Drew McIntyre. Well. In fact, it's actually, I want to go through, because there's sort of, everyone sort of had the similar um, vote for this, but basically, in sixth place, it's Brock Lesnar as a whole, then being eliminated by Drew, and then Drew going on to win the Rumble. So, that whole kind of sequence of Brock dominating, then the shock elimination of Drew, and then Drew going on to win the Rumble, that is sixth spot. Uh, but yeah, mainly billed as Drew McIntyre, eliminating the Beast. Um, Do you know what? No one's never even thought about, uh, thought about that as an entry. It was one of my favourite moments. And this is when I was really, I mean, again, I was, I had so much high hopes for WWE in 2020 with, with this, how, how, it was, in my opinion, the best book Royal Rumble for, well, for all time, in my opinion, 2020. It was fantastic. But, um, all round, I, I love Brock just tossing guys out for fun. He was looking unstoppable. Had a few close shaves, obviously, when I think both the New Day guys were in at the same time and Keith Lee came out. Some great moments there. But yeah, the elimination by Drew and just Drew not taking his eyes off Brock was absolutely beautiful booking. It was fantastic. It's made Drew a main event star of what he is now. He is one of the he is a main event player, regardless if he's in the top picture or not. He, he, yeah. he is a main event player. Um, but yeah, all, all done brilliantly. Um, I think yeah, Chris, um, Chris, Stephen, you had this on your list, though, and you must yeah uh, sharing the same views about this. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, like, obviously, you know, people know I'm not necessarily the biggest WWE fan now, but 
I thought the whole, like you just said, you know, reiterating what you've said, the way it was booked, Drew, in the whole rumble, and just the actual elimination as well, just the way it was done, that visual of him taking Brock out, and, you know, the build-up of Brock being that beast where he was just take you didn't think he was going to be taken out by anybody, but just as well, probably because Drew, we always have been waiting for that sort of big British star to be born in the WWE and we've known him to be like the chosen one as like Vince McMahon the whole meeting and stuff and it just and the crowd went nuts and everything it was yeah. perfect it was absolutely perfect you know I don't I think it was one of those things where like when you watch those rumbles of old where it just had that vibe of a rumble of old where people were going crazy and it just made you realise that you might not be a you could be a sort of lapsed WWE fan or a regular WWE fan, avid, but, you know, the Rumble always gets people hyped, and it was just such an exciting moment. You know, it was great. Um, loved it. It was good cracking it. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, that's proof in point. You know, I think you can't sort of um, not get excited seeing something like that, I think. And being there, I mean, I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like being there live when that happened. It was just a shock, wasn't it? You know, it was just exciting. Um, so, yeah, loved it. It reminds me a bit of like um, it's like when you go and watch the football. Like yeah. you, you you want your team to win, so you want your mm. guy to win. And then knowing there's that guy that WWE wants to win every year. Yeah. It's always like running the risk of like ending the show with a big fucking disappointment going, Fuck off like going to watch the football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think as well we have been given some well, certainly between sort of twenty ten and twenty 20, there was there was some really poor. We had those terrible back-to-back years where Batista and Roman Reigns won it. Um, with the, not necessarily saying they were the, the ones who shouldn't have won it, but we, we know it didn't go down well with the live crowd. We know how just some very questionable booking decisions in, in both of those, uh, um, with some eliminations uh, that happened. Uh, so we, we weren't given very passionate sort of moments. So it was great in that respect and like you say you saw the videos trending around like especially in Glasgow of all the fans celebrating almost like it was like a football a goal going in the football like in the yeah. Euros or something it, it was, was. It, it was fantastic so um, and like you say yeah the actual moment when it happened I mean I would like to give a bit of credit as well to Ricochet I think this goes a bit unnoticed because I like a little bit of story I'm telling here the fact I think it was on the Raw the, the go home show I think there's a kick Ricochet in the nuts and think um so it was nice to see Ricochet get his sort of moment there by kicking him in the nuts. But yeah, all about the Claymore kick that took Brock out. And the fact how well Brock sold it on the outside of the ring as well. I mean, he was down for ages. Yeah. Um, which was, which, which again, just really, really added to it. I'm just... Well, he put him over yeah. strong at the, uh, at the, well, at Mania as well, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's gutted that, as I say, we didn't get to see it in front of a packed uh, house. Obviously, we know why. Um and it, again, really more gut in the fact that it kind of WWE was on such a high. I felt at this point with how well the Rumble was booked. I don't mm-hmm. want to go into talk about how crap it made WWE and everything, but um, it was just a little bit disappointing in that respect that we didn't go on to see Drew Brock in front of a, a sellout crowd at, uh, in uh, WrestleMania. I mean, it is bizarre. Just on that point, though, and I hadn't thought of it. It's bizarre to think that literally, say, like eight weeks after the whole rumble and that massive crowd that the world just shut down and that like it was a completely different atmosphere for what had been I hadn't really thought of it that before but imagine if like we had had that two day Wrestlemania and that had been like the main event and stuff given what we'd seen at the rumble I hadn't really thought of that because Covid just came along so no I agree with that it's mad it It is mad it is mad Um, all those people there and the 
you know, you'd think it was a different year entirely. It's bizarre. No, absolutely. Um, I completely in... erased it from my head because when you said, oh, and he didn't get to do it in front of a sold-out crowd, I was thinking, what's the mean he had a load of people there? What are you about? Nah. I was thinking of the year after when everyone came back. Well, <laughs> funny enough, it'll be two. It'll be two years tomorrow um, that this happened. This Royal Rumble in particular wow. happened uh, because I know I was. Because funny enough, I was talking to well, mates who went to Scotland. Funny enough, two years ago this weekend, and uh, we were joking around about it all at the time, saying, "Oh, don't catch COVID," like in yeah. thinking that nothing was going to come of this. But yeah, little did we know. Eight weeks later, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course you did, yeah, yeah. Little do we know, eight weeks later, we'll be, well, all behind screens forever, or work, well, forever, yeah. sorry. We'd all be, yeah, for the foreseeable, we'd be working from home, we'd all be, yeah, not going to anywhere, not going to pubs, not going, etc. having to wear masks to the supermarkets, etc. so, yeah. It's so strange, because, like, when we, when we went to Belgium, we were all like, oh, what's it like, we COVID over here, and like, oh, it's not great, but, you know, it's one of those things. We're getting on, yeah, yeah. Little did we know it wasn't one of them things. At least we're yeah. heading. At least it's a, a lot better though than it is. Well, certainly this time last year, and and what it was eight weeks after two years ago. So at least uh, it's in a better place now. The world. Um, num- number five um, uh, was again. I didn't vote for. I think it was uh, Lance and oh Stephen. Funny enough, you two voted for this one. Uh, the end into the 2007 Royal Rumble uh, between oh. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I think we dubbed it as 10 years on. So, um, yeah, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels from 2007. Uh, obviously, fantastic finale. It's probably one of the best finales to a Rumble, to wow. be fair, um, uh, which saw so Undertaker go on to win. He was uh, phenomenal. I mean, I remember a year ago talking about this on the podcast. That's how it, It's been a year ago since I was with you both. But, <laughs> wow, that, like, whole sort of stare down of the two of them and just the fact that, you know, you would never have expected Sean and The Undertaker to be there one-on-one and then two 2007. years later. 2007 Royal Rumble, yeah. Yeah, 2007, imagine, like, Sean and Taker ten years on from them feuding with each other. You're like, oh, now they're, in the, they're still the ending of the Royal Rumble. It was just crazy, like, you know, the whole... You, I think the thing what's most exciting about the whole thing is you thought at first, oh, it's going to be because of the whole thing with Great Carly and stuff that you know, it's going to be him with The Undertaker at the end because of, oh, whatever. And then he got knocked out, and then it was Undertaker and Sean, and you're like, you know, is this actually happening? <laughs> you know, like, have we got <laughs> HBK and The Undertaker? And they just looked at one another, and it was just like a, you know, 10... It's, it, it's one of the few, I will say this, it's one of the few DVDs, rest, pay-per-views I keep because of that particular moment, just so then I've got it, because I don't actually have a full-on subscription to the network and just so then I can go and watch it once in a blue moon and just relive that moment of just seeing the two of them like staring at one another and just it was fantastic and the fact that Undertaker was in the Rumble as well because Undertaker for a few years hadn't really been in it and he'd been kind of away from it and then he obviously got himself in shape and you know Sean was in a great shape as well they were just both in the prime I wouldn't say the prime but they were kind of there weren't they you know and we saw what happened a couple of years later at uh, WrestleMania 25, so... What yeah. would you say the prime also? I'd say probably... It's a tough it, one, isn't it? That's it a is good tough. question. Yeah, I, I would say Taker was probably 2001, 2002 time, I guess, when he was uh, in his proper prime, I guess, as as big as as the um, American badass. Or big evil. Reckon? I'd say that's probably his... I think so. Because he, he was a lot slower then, and a lot of people moaned about him. 
I mean, you could say that. I mean, the thing is, though, if you look at 97, like, the whole, you've got to look at, like, Hell in a Cell and all that kind of, mm. like, storyline involved and stuff and the, all that. I mean, then again, you look at t- WrestleMania 25 and just what they were able to achieve in, again, in terms of, like, a 30 minutes and stuff. So it's, it's a really difficult one to answer. You know, I, I, I think, think it's, yeah, it's not like a football sort of footballer when you can go, oh, as soon as they hit sort of 35. Uh, with the exception of a few players, as soon as you get 35, you're not going to be able to do what you could do five years ago, six years ago, etc. But with wrestlers, I think even 35 can be sort of quite young. You can still get wrestlers putting on a world-class match at the age of 50, to be fair. What I loved Uh, as well about that whole sequence, um, or that whole moment, was that when on commentary as well, was just the fact that um, JR and... Jerry Lawler and stuff, you could just feel how it, I mean, especially JR, you could feel how excited he was because it was just like a flashback to 10 years before and just that it was like something we'd wait. Although I didn't use it, the fact that the it was tough, but the year after in Madison Square Garden when the two of them started the Rumble as well and that kind of continued the story on another year in the like Rumble story, I thought that was really clever as well. So it was a tough choice between the two, but that ending because you didn't know who was going to win and how it was going to pan out, just sort of picked it Both main event of WrestleMania, aren't well, they? That's the, yeah, yeah, they, they certainly yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, and that... Why can't we get a nice thing event like as well that, at no way? Because we had two days, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but, um, no, definitely. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, you, I look at it now and you think they booked that, like, mm. very well. Like, a year apart as well. Yeah. Why that was. we get some... that now? I always wonder about that. Like, you know, when you look at just off topic a little bit, but when you look at things like, you know, um, like, or these, like, series, and you just think, that I wonder if, like, they sat down and they thought how they were going to sort of play the story out over several years to then get to that point of Sean's retirement stuff. Like, did they do that? that you know, it's obviously behind the curtain in a way, but I always think about that because at, the po- at that point, you wouldn't have, at 2007, you wouldn't have thought about that, would you? Because that was the moment when it kind of started again. So it's interesting. Mm. I, well, they, don't forget as well they... They, I don't believe that was planned as retirement. I don't... Because mm. he, he talks about that a lot, doesn't he? And I don't really think he's got much to hide on that, unless he is just working as all. Well. <laughs> it was he 2008 as well. It. 2008, they started the Rumble off as well, uh, yeah. these two. That's was, again. Why don't you get those those cool moments anymore? It's strange. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they had anything planned for his retirement, because it was kind of a thing of... If you want to wrestle them again, go out there and say you want to wrestle them again. Yeah. Well, I just respect that. Again, I don't know if that is just a work and they just like to keep us thinking, or it is that at this point I don't see what they'd be uh, hiding. The other thing I will say about that, I, I love this moment, so I will say one more thing before I carry on. But and we said this last year and it stuck with me, Lance, after we spoke. But you can tell that what one thing that was interesting about that whole sequence between Undertaker and Sean is that. Every other rest normally sometimes in the rumble, like other wrestlers and like the production crew will focus in on a particular elimination and then they'll like take away from that moment. But you could tell that everybody who was in the rumble will have just been stood around the monitors just watching those two go at it for like the last ten minutes and like when you How said could that, you not? Yeah, that's what you do, like when you've been eliminated, just that you watch the ending and that hadn't really oh, yeah. occurred to me before. Yeah, well well, any rumble I've been in um, especially if it's like a this is a big deal kind of thing, we'll all end up stood in the stood in the back. The wrestling school that I used to be at that's uh, redacted now. Um, when that that rumble was on, um, 
I know the the fellow who booked it. He used to um, he used to start like a group chat with the the final four, and so he wouldn't let anyone else know. So you'd be in the back, and no one would know. Then <laughs> <laughs> it'd end up um, everyone crowding around the monitor, and it used to be like one of the times where you just literally couldn't move. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so many people crammed into this tiny space. <laughs> um, so the final, um, well, shouldn't I say the final? Um, in fourth place, also level on the same amount of points as Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and the Drew, the Met and the Beast. Um, it's staying with Shawn Michaels. It's Shawn Michaels enters from number one and wins in 1995. So. Um, I think it was Lance and uh, no Lance, yeah Lance and Chris were the uh, two that voted for, for this for this one. Um, it was quite high on Chris's list, uh, which is why it came from above the other two. Um, but yeah, I mean the first wrestler to come in from number one and win the whole thing. Uh, obviously, great moment. We had the obviously the, the classic the, the, the classic ring announcer. Only one of Shawn Michaels' feet hit the ground first, uh, which gave us a very unique moment. But um, overall. Um, just yeah, almost seemingly doing the impossible. Uh, it was just a great moment, um, wasn't it? Again, yeah, I, I put it um, as fifth on mine, just obviously because I wasn't born at the time. But looking back on it, it's like a big, big, big thing for me because I've always like what I've always done, well, wanted to do, and I did it once was uh, go from number one to the end of the rumble, and so it's, it's a big like inspiration for a lot of people. I think the whole going from one to the end. And he was, well, obviously he was the first person to do it. And um, it wasn't the longest rumble. I believe it was only like 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's a short, I believe it's the shortest rumble ever at like 35 minutes or something. Yeah, um, yeah it's a short one. Um, but it's it's just the, the whole idea of someone going from the very start to the very end and winning. It's just a very, it's a really cool concept. I think, um, I mean, I was, it's crazy to think, but I was like two when it was, it happened. It's like I wasn't even kind of watching wrestling at the point. So I'd heard I'd heard about it when I kind of became more invested in wrestling. And then for for me, like I watched it, but I think what I thought was really cool and why I'm always a bit kind of um, I don't know in a sort of I'm a bit torn with it is that Davy Boy British Bulldog made it to he was number two, so he made it all the way to the end as well, and he was eliminated by Sean. So it was always yeah, kind of that. Yeah, and it was always kind of that thing where I wish that David Boy had won it and we'd just at least got David Boy in a main event at WrestleMania more so than Sean because it was the year after it, sort of six, uh, sorry, uh, WrestleMania 12 when he kind of had his moment of, against Brett. But what I, it's an interesting rumble though because of that point of him that he, he won at number one and that great thing of, you know, one foot touched and the other one didn't and, uh, what some of the things in the match as well, like I always think one of the best moments is when Owen try Owen Hart, sorry, tries to come in the mm. rumble, but then Brett stops him. <laughs> I always think that's a great moment <laughs> as well. So there's a lot of kind of outside factors in the whole thing what play into it. So it's a great and the whole thing of you know you made it in number one um, and you left as the winner. You know it was a cool concept. So yeah. that's always for me where I wish that David Boy had won it, but that's just because of obviously the British Bulldog. You know, my uh, affiliation with David Boy. <laughs> yeah. Sean's one of my, my guys, though, so I've got to be mm. like, yeah. I've got to back him. <laughs> back the boys and all that, innit? <laughs> the click. <laughs> I mean, if, Sorry, he to, if he wants to let me be in the click, I mean, it's a few, it's a few years too late, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want to turn him down. <laughs> well, you never know. 
the stranger things have happened, so... It's like when a footballer goes, it's like Rice at the weekend going, oh, I love playing at Old Trafford. My favourite place <laughs> to come and play. So it's like, yeah, please, please come and get me. Come and get me now. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, no, a, a great a great Royal Rumble moment. And, um, yeah, I've been one of three men to do it from number one. Am I right in saying? I think... I don't Edge, was Edge number one last year, or was he number two? Ooh. I don't know the full details of later rumbles. I know Rey Mysterio was number three, wasn't he? Rey Mysterio... No, no, I think he was two, number two, two. I think. Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit in 2004 was obviously number one. Oh, yeah, it was Benoit, wasn't it? Benoit number one, and um, just like that, I've been told in my ear that Edge was number one uh, last year, so, yeah. You mean you went to Wikipedia and looked it up? I know, someone was in my ear. I'm like <laughs> Jeff Stedham. Um But, uh, yeah. Uh, number, um, so, yeah, number three now. Um, someone who actually did get a solid eight points on their own. It was um, very high, well, the highest on Lance's list in, in the middle of my list. Uh, going back to 2020 again, but it's the shocking return of Edge. So, I thought back. it was going to be number one. I was hoping it was going to be number one, but um, yeah, <laughs> sad. It only mustered up eight points. Five from you, three from me. A um, bit of background. Obviously, we know Edge had to retire in 2011 uh, due to a neck injury. Uh, all it like it was sadly done from him in wrestling. Um, then obviously, I think it was... Again. Well, we never thought we'd see again. I think it was SummerSlam on the pre-show. 2019, he came out and speared a liar. So it begged a lot of the internet questions. People... Going, oh, well, oh, could could this possibly be a shot? Will we get one more match potentially from Edge with with that happening? Uh, they were quickly squashed, I believe. And um, but then, yeah, the Rumble came, and you think you know me? It, went it happened. Like kicking off on online, say whoever's saying I'm coming back, you don't know anything, yeah. and all this. Like give, proper, a new neck. give me a new neck, and I might consider it or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, load, loads of uh, load, loads. You did very good of decline it but yeah I, I was I, this was the last thing no, no it would have been the rumble last year um well i did stay up for this and when it happened i mean i just could not believe what i was seeing and I evidently you, you felt a, you felt the same lance thing with edge i, I fell asleep and woke up oh, no. the next day <laughs> hope you didn't just come across a spoiler on twitter i did i saw, I saw it separately uh, oh no oh no but i tell you what it didn't matter because i was like no no, I saw, I saw it trending on Twitter, and I was like, why is Edge trending on Twitter? <laughs> so I clicked on it, and it was just all these videos, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, in near tears, like the look on his face. The look on his face when he came out, and he nearly starts crying, and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to cry. I'm going to cry. Proper, proper held them back, didn't he? I mean, and who can blame him? I mean, uh, it was great, and also, uh, well, that's the thing, I love seeing moments like this when they do zoom in on people in the crowd crying and and this is when I get angry about morons who then think it's funny to abuse those people who are in the audience crying I remember we saw the same as the CM Punk return this year oh yeah it's a fantastic um, moment I think it just adds to I think it adds to the why we all love why we all love it so much and it, it, as I say I think it it really does I don't know if I was there you would cry I'd cry my eyes it, just, it makes the like moment it, it, it really it does make the moment Even, it helps the return yeah, even like it, I mean, obviously this wasn't one of my moments, but even if Edge hadn't come back in the capacity as come back into WWE, that whole thing of him coming into the Rumble and that 
obviously when he did retire and how humble it was when he gave a speech and you know all that and you know mm. uh, I mean I'm not the biggest Edge fan in terms of like his career and everything Ooh. I appreciate boo <laughs> but, yeah. but like I, I appreciate everything he's playing the hill yeah boo that's why I've come back boo that's why I've come back but um, but like that. I'm gonna be the heel. Yeah, I'm like Jim Cornette. I just haven't got the tennis racket at the moment. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like that emotional connection with anybody, whether it be music, whether it be film, whether it be TV or whatever it is, like art, whatever. The fact that he came back and those people were moved by him returning, and he, he himself was, you know, moved by. I mean, again, I think the other thing we need to point out as we pointed out earlier on with the drew mcintyre situation is that that particular crowd at the 2020 royal rumble was one of the most sort of whether it was the venue or whether it was the actual crowd itself was one of the motive and hyped crowds i think i've seen in wwe for a long time and they were really behind edge when he came back and you could see how they reacted to his return and that makes a massive difference to someone coming out of you know the um the curtain and going into the ring so you know it was phenomenal um and his reaction just said it all really you know he was absolutely dumbfounded to say the least <laughs> it was just phenomenal um, it was unreal wasn't it it was oh, it yeah. was i mean that's what the rumble's all about isn't it? it doesn't matter whether you win or whether you lose but just creating that instinctive moment where that gong it's hits like AJ styles isn't it yeah exactly yeah you know um, I, they... I forgot to put him on my list i couldn't fit him in the only reason I didn't put him um, on my list is because they focused on Roman Reigns <laughs> and you have to go on YouTube. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to say, oh, that, that is an, <laughs> it is on our honourable mentions, it is on our honourable mentions uh, uh, category, that one. Yeah, um, oh, maybe that yeah. was annoying because I remember watching well, funny enough, it live. You, yeah, oh, same. Well, I was going to say, it's funny enough you mentioned about the dodgy camera on Roman Reigns, but with the Sedge return, they actually missed his first spear, I think it was on Dolph. Um, it was. When he came in, the camera was still, I don't know what it was looking at, but um, it uh, completely missed Edge's first spear. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to kind of contradict myself by praising it for staying on the crowd, but yeah, not not when he's in the ring about to spear someone for the first time. So, um, Good old uh, Kevin. It, <laughs> but yeah, um, I remember watching the AJ Styles one live and um, seeing him, just seeing Roman Reigns' face and we were all like, well, who is it? <laughs> and then it turned around that it was like, it was, well, obviously he revealed, he did the whole HUD thing, and we all just went mm. fucking crazy. Indeed. Did it. Well, I think it was, yeah, cause it should have really been on the Titan from seeing, uh, seeing the words I am, and then obviously phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, oh my God, what a moment. Exactly. What but, a um, fucking time that was. That was sick. Also as well, I will quickly mention with, with the return in 2020, we then saw 12 months later, went on to win the whole thing from, as we just found out, from number one. Um, uh, so, yeah, and then obviously, Sally didn't go on to win the title. Um, I know, again, it was kind of a bit of, a bit of WWE's booking. It's not what the fans really wanted. They wanted, I feel like we've got the time machine. We've got Daniel Bryan involved, which we got, but ultimately we got Reigns winning. But, I mean, regardless, it was, a, it was still a great moment of edge winning the Rumble a year on. I feel like he should have won it on that day. What, at the WrestleMania? Yeah. My only concern if he had won it, I think at the time, everyone was so into Brian that it could have potentially got booze. Yeah. 
that was my they, concern. Well, didn't win it anyway, did they? No, so I think they went safe by giving it to Reigns. The fact that he would have been the ideas to him to be booed because he was obviously a heel. I think mm. if um, Edge had won it, and the fact that it's not Brian, it's not really against Edge. I just think it could have got. Sorry, booed. it was Drew who won it, was it Reigns? Uh, no, Drew was against Lashley. Yeah, but when when oh sorry, no, I'm talking about the um, I'm talking about the no no sorry, I'm talking about um winning the um when he won the um run, when he won the rumble this year, uh, well last year um oh, on to WrestleMania yeah. with him and Brian. Oh sorry, I thought you meant the actual rumble. It's uh, sorry, my mistake. No, no, that's all right. But yeah, yeah, no, I think um I know what you mean, but when he when that returns, should he have won it? I mean, yeah, that would have been a good moment, but I think the fact they. Unlike WWE, I think they actually kind of had the storylines seemingly planned. Um, with Drew going on to face Brock after what happened, Edge and Orton obviously went on, sort of thing. So a bit yeah. of credit to WWE for actually having stuff planned rather than making it up as they go along. This seems to be actually generally they had their kind of card in mind, or at least the the, the main chunks of the card all decided prior to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, all, all in all, though, just, well, still to this day, it's great to see Edge back uh, uh, in the ring again. It's nice to see him again wrestling all the time. It makes me yeah, happy. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, our runner-up is, now we're going oh. for the big boys, with a good nine points. Oh. It was my number one pick, and He's also great. Stephen's runner-up pick, it's... John Cena returns and goes on to win the Royal Rumble in 2008 at oh, the Garden, wow. Madison Square Garden. Um, I'll be honest, at the time I wasn't really watching wrestling, obviously following it, on, um, I was still following the results, so I knew he was injured, didn't think there would be a cat in hell's chance of him being at the Rumble, naturally it's the Royal Rumble so you've got to watch it, so yeah, like well, everyone in the Garden and like myself, I couldn't believe my eyes when he, um, when he came out and... Um, at number 30, and, well, to an almighty popper, the shocking, and certainly Triple H's face, uh, all was just fantastic, and then, yeah, actually went on to win the Rumble itself, uh, uh, but no, I think as returns go, the Edge one, Edge in this one is probably the best two of all time, in my opinion. It was phenomenal, like... It was cool, wasn't it? It was just phenomenal, like, I remember watching it live, and just the fact that, you know, John Cena, who'd been out injured then you expect him to be they said oh like 12 months or whatever and you're thinking who's going to come out at number 30 and like and then it just just the whole I think the thing what made it even more exciting was just the fact that just the actual kind of attitude he had when he came into the rumble just that he had his head it was totally different John Cena it wasn't like he was sort of um, coming out you know with the whole um, you know you can't see me kind of thing it was that he had his head down and then he came out and the crowd just went absolutely that was a a, a Madison Square Garden crowd, if ever there was one, they just went absolutely insane. And that, you know, just the whole atmosphere just completely changed. And what was awesome was that for months beforehand, everyone, there'd been that whole thing of where people had been booing John Cena because they were supposedly fed up of him and, you know, I was getting sort of the negative heat and everything. And then when he came back, literally everyone in that arena just went, absolutely ape at the fact that John Cena was back and it was just it was it was the I've noticed this at this moment though like yeah. a lot of people go on about how everyone was buzzing to see Cena again and it just just came to mind then when I was listening to you people seem to forget what happened after the 
the rumble. Yeah, mm, absolutely. He yeah, cheered, he got cheered for a bit. We get to no way out. People don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's people the thing. Could, exactly. Yeah, people yeah. forgot. Like people went from loving him to in a space of like two weeks, did fucking hate him again <laughs> on Raw. <laughs> Everyone hated him the day after. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, it was though. Like he came back, yeah. he got cheered, he had his lovely pop, and then it was like, all right, we want Triple H to win at WrestleMania. Yeah. It was just, but as an actual, like, and the thing is, is like, everyone has that, I think as well, because Madison Square Garden has that prestige with the WWE and it has that prestige in, in wrestling as a whole. That was kind of his Madison Square Garden moment. And, you know, that whole, I think because what we need to say as well is, and I haven't said this already, or I might have briefly pointed on it, but very rarely in wrestling do they get like directors who just, focusing on a point on camera and just get it perfectly and that shot of Cena when he just put his head up and he had his head down and he came out through the you know through the entrance ramp and it was that old-fashioned kind of you know pulling away the um like the Titan Tron what became like you know like the entrance way to the um yeah. back end of Madison. it was just perfect like that was a shot made straight out of like you know look at those black and white photographs of like Muhammad Ali or something that was just perfect like it was a great moment wasn't it it was yeah. amazing. Like it was a, it was a. That's the equivalent of like CM Punk coming out at AEW. That noise, what he created. Like it was just unbelievable. And those crap that been one of those few fans. <laughs> what sorry? So that was a controversial one. Well, you look at those fans who were stood next to him, and you see how like that's literally fair. stood right next to him. They were going insane, you know. Um, and fair enough, he might have won and the repercussions after but that's what the rumble's about in it it was that whole kind of super cena moment where you know the dastardly triple h is going to get defeated by super cena but that didn't matter because it was everyone's childhood hero john cena coming back or my childhood hero anyway <laughs> if you can put it that way hold on how old are you <laughs> well a teenage hero you may say 29 i was gonna, I was gonna say he, he was <laughs> like my childhood hero but even even then he wasn't my childhood hero <laughs> sadly uh, yeah he's I got to like 10 and I was like I like Edge more now like, yeah. <laughs> I love seeing it right but even I even I'm not going to go he's my childhood hero he's our truth child he's our truth childhood hero so yeah. he's anyone's childhood hero <laughs> little Jimmy <laughs> um, he yeah, it, what, what also as well, I think when when you first hear the music of uh, of, of his uh, theme tune, it's almost like you put almost in the crit like people are just so shocked they don't even know how to that shit because I think people almost don't believe it at the start. They think it's just going to be like, I don't know, like someone, I don't know, like a hill or someone coming out instead. Um, until you can actually see him walk out, obviously with the head down, that's when people lose their, their shit and go nuts. Do you know what also upsets me? And this is a childhood thing of mine. That they obviously later on in Cena's career, like when I, I was getting to be in the teenagers, like when he was wrestling The Rock and things like that, they got rid of. You, you remember at the beginning of his music where you could hear his chain, like out because he had the spinner chain, didn't he? Yeah. And you could hear that whoosh bit on his. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of it, so instead of it being like whoosh, it used to just go and it's like it just jumped in. They did actually. Yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, it upsets me to this day. <laughs> it, it genuinely does, because it's like, that, that was my childhood, the, the whole whoosh and everything. Because like, I remember it being on SmackDown vs. Raw 2006, and like having the spinner belt on there and him coming out in his big, um, 
think it was an American football shit. It's like an orange jersey that he came out. It was in. the one he wore um, when he was drafted over to Raw, wasn't it? I think in 2005. Yes. When he wore yes, that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. With Chris oh. Jericho. That was a great moment as well. See, yeah. that, those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day. And basically, it was like. <laughs> fucking hell. I was talking to um, Tommy Murphy about this the other day on when we were going to training. And someone had made like this, this TikTok and it's like. Shows like, um, what was it? It's like, I like wrestling now, and it like showed like Roman Reigns and things. And then it was like, but these were like the real good old days. And then it like showed John Cena and his, you remember his big pipe, bright purple t shirt that he had? Yeah, yeah. When he was getting like people saying this is like the dark age of wrestling. And people were like, yeah, <laughs> these were the good old days. And I was thinking, you weren't there, man. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> I lived through this. These weren't the good old days. <laughs> Great that, was the, that was literally the t-shirt he wore when he buried the Nexus, I think. Oh, man. And he was feuding with Randy Orton. To be honest, you always can get... On, on YouTube, you always get the um, like the, the funny YouTube comments of, I don't know, probably one of the worst segments in WWE history, and you'll have someone in the comment going, WWE need to do this sort of stuff again. Like, no, they do not. <laughs> May Young give him birth to a hand, are you? This is what we're well, going to get. Yeah, <laughs> or anything like that, or, or I don't know. Um, I don't know, Santino, <laughs> Santina, Morella, stuff like that, Any, anything. I'm just, I'm just thinking of stuff off the top of my head. People are starting to go, oh, yeah, this this late 2000s era of wrestling was, like, amazing. Like, you know, it just changed over to being PG. And everyone was it, going, yeah. what the fuck is this? It really <laughs> was not amazing. <laughs> NXT where they're throwing barrels. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah. Now going, oh, why is it not like that anymore? And I'm like, the fuck are you on about? Well, I think as well you can... Uh, admittedly, it is diabolical now. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's easy to then say, oh, it was it was amazing back in 2010. Well, no, it wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> but I'm just like... But, if you think it was amazing in 2010, you are either just turned 13 <laughs> or you just have no sense of taste. You've probably got COVID. I, I will say it was, good in, it was good in 2011. I will give you that. I will say that. Though. It was. But I yeah, need to say 2010. I need to say 2020 though, and we're, we're not doing this, but um, Royal Rumble are related. <laughs> but The Undertaker and uh, Rey Mysterio had a great match for the um, World Heavyweight yeah, Championship they did, they did, Royal yeah. Rumble 2010. So if any of you are listening mm. and want to watch a great wrestling match, um, who want to watch some great wrestling, go and check that out from the terrible year in wrestling. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> that, that wasn't the one where he broke his orbital bone. Oh no, that was the one where he. Nah, that was, was a match Smackdown. on SmackDown. Yeah. In like yeah. 2007, wasn't it? Yeah. To be fair, like. 2007, 2006, those were good years. I like those years. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was... Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like that always be some good, good and bad. Edge and Cena, when uh, Edge went to Cena's house and like smacked his dad. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, came back. Stuff like that, that was good. I like that. But like, you get into the late 2000s wrestling, you're like, there's a few things here that are good, but I wouldn't say it was the golden year and we should go back to it. <laughs> I like some of it, but I don't need to see it again. <laughs> uh, well, uh, our number one um, pick, so the big one, uh, with a total of ten points. It was two people's number ones, and it was Chris's number one, and also Stephen's number one. It is Ric Flair Goes the Distance in 1992. Oh, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment of my life. Ric Flair winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> See, this um, didn't make my list, but then I realised when once I sent my list, I was like, I should have made room for it. Phenomenal. 
this is this is like this when I, I remember VHS tapes and this was one of the first events I watched and it was one of my first introductions to Ric Flair. I must have been about four and the whole Royal Rumble. This is Silver Vision as well, so a shout out to any people who work because I know some people from Silver Vision listen to the program and stuff of old. But do they? That whole I think they do. Yeah, I've spoken to a few people and that's people fucking work. sick. Yeah, they, yeah, I've spoken to a few people and they do. Yeah. Hey, but, um, if you're listening to Silver Vision, you made my childhood. You're fucking cool, <laughs> you. And if you ever want but, to release um, the best of ones, Rivera VHS, and I'm not talking DVD, <laughs> I'm talking Prime VHS, I'm all for it, and I will, I will fund it. <laughs> well, that whole thing of Flair coming out at number three, and that 60 minutes of him just in the ring, and it's the best performance of Ric Flair's life, like... I know people talk about the Flair and Steamboat trilogy, and they talk about Terry Funk, and they talk. And I love the whole thing of Sting, and you know the NWA. But that whole hour of him in the Rumble in 1992 is just ingrained in me because it was just so perfect. Like, and the fact that the crowd was so overwhelmed with what they'd seen because he really is the 60 minute man. And it was just, and, and like, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube now for free as well, you know, so if anyone here who's listening wants to watch the whole 92 Rumble, go ahead and watch it, because you'll see just how great Ric Flair was. It was just, and he won the, as well, because the, the stakes were even higher, that you had the WWF title on the line, and the Rumble itself was stacked. I mean, like, they had, you know, Hogan, Sid Vicious, or Psycho Sid, as it was known then, you know, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, um, Big Boss Man, Randy Savage, Jake Roberts, um, everyone you can think of was in that thing. And Flair just lasted the whole. Shawn Michaels was in it as well. Um, it was phenomenal, and it still is. Like that whole, I could watch that match for you know every well every year, and I would still just think it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Fantastic, loved it. I mean, if you do talk about people who have won it. And uh, we mentioned obviously how big it was for for Drew, but I mean, if you talk about, about if you just have a general conversation about oh, yeah, the best winners of a Royal Rumble of all time, I think this one will be at a lot of, the top of a lot of people's lists. I like I say, I, I feel like it, it should have made my list, and I would have made it on my list. Um, I should have probably thought about it a bit more because it is such a it's, a it's such an amazing iconic moment, and it, I find it funny that you mentioned that obviously you won the WWF title and that, uh, and it just made yeah. me think. My number one, and this was purely for like the moment that um, I had when I was watching it, was uh, a Triple H winning the WWE title during the Rumble, <laughs> and it just made me think how how like how much Triple H and Ric Flair's careers parallel. Mm. And you're like, oh, you did it as well. So that I means mean, obviously, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we know how similar or how much Triple H is a fan and sort of um, lover of Flair and stuff and. I mean, it was a massive... I mean, like, obviously, I wasn't born at the time, so I watched it retrospectively, but that's a massive moment, like, you know, because we've got to remember that... Or one of the things what I always think of is that when you look back at, you know, like, WWE pre-sort of 90... Yeah, like that time, like, pre-90s, no matches really went over 60 minutes, and no one really kind of did the whole hour thing, really. So having someone who did that and then won the title was a massive thing for them because obviously Flair had come and had done the whole, as they call it, like Broadway situation and stuff of working 60-minute matches like every night of the week and stuff. So, And with Hogan going or leaving, 
it was just fantastic, you know, and his whole promo afterwards and just how much it meant. And, yeah, it just was a big deal, a huge deal. Um, so it's, such a, it's such an iconic moment in wrestling that Flair went the distance. Yeah. And it's yeah, all he did. like, it's literally, that was the whole thing. It's like Flair, will Ric Flair go the distance? Will Ric Flair win it? It was such a, like, the way they built it at the time, it was like, can he do it? Will he be the real world heavyweight champion? Massive deal. Like, I mean, the thing, I'd actually forgot that. And, you know, you look at, um, like, um, at the point as well. I mean, obviously, the other thing as well I've got to think about is that the stakes were even higher because the title was on the line. Before that, the title had never been on the line. And that was the other thing, was that everyone wanted to win because they could, anyone could be the WWF champion. And, you know, the fact was that when he did come out and he had Bobby Heenan by his side and he was there the whole time, you know, and you mm. had him on commentary and you had all that sort of added sort of um, atmosphere to it, it just made it even more exciting as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously childhood vibes in one sense and it and it really is, you know, fanboy, but it's also just the history of the whole, you know, thing itself and the fact that Flair did go the distance and, yeah, it just... Um, well, for a long time, it was um, up until recent events, it was part of the whole... Um, the rumble by numbers that they do. Yeah. It was always like Ric Flair lasted this long in the Royal Rumble and he went on to win the WWF Championship and he like cuts him going, I, with a tear in my eye. <laughs> Which is one of the most iconic promos in professional wrestling history. It is. With Jack Tunney, who was the president of the WWF at that point. Who <laughs> went and shook his hand. Um, and then, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, it's just it's just fantastic. I don't think you know you can find a better moment, or well, a more iconic Royal Rumble moment. That was the start of it in a way. Before that point, there hadn't really been that kind of iconic Royal Rumble moment, and that was the start of it. Well, you didn't get anything, did you? Up until was it that was it that point that you it became a thing, or was it before, was it before that? I mean, you'd had Hogan win twice, and in yeah, 19, but he I mean, didn't no. get anything for winning, did he? No, and then obviously Flair won it in '92 and got the belt. So it was a. When did Warrior win it? He didn't ever win. He just he just. Oh no, was, he didn't, did he? It was just no. the moment between I said, to, I said to Nick, one of my choices, what I had to knock off was when Warrior and Hogan faced mm. 1990, I believe, before WrestleMania six, which was well, one of the great. Didn't win it, did he? I'll tell know, you what, I'll, um, I'll I'll quickly go through there the list of uh, the honourable mentions there. So funny enough, it was Chris did go for the. Hogan, Hogan and Warrior face-off, that was a... Uh, there, we've also got the three faces of Mick Foley from 1998, where... Oh, yeah, three, about three characters. Uh, we had a Mr. Perfect Returns in 2002. Oh, um, uh, What else have we got here? We've got uh, Triple H returning in 2016 and going on to win the WWE title. Um, that was mine, the, just mainly because yeah. of um, the actual moment of um, me and my friends were watching it. And yeah. a number of my friends who we were watching it with were like, oh, fuck, fuck that, we don't want Triple H to win. Like, yeah. And then me, <laughs> me and my other mate were sat there, like, absolutely living for, like, Triple H winning. And when he took <laughs> Dean Ambrose out, I literally jumped across my friend's front room onto my mate while we just went, yes! <laughs> and, like, the rest oh. of the room just sat there in silence looking at us like, you fucking pair of bellends. And we are just going... Fucking come on! <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited. 
We've also got The Rock winning in 2000. Uh, obviously, yeah. last night in the big show. That's my child for the moment of watching it repeatedly on a VHS. See, my yeah, my one, my childhood one is always 2001. So I literally that's my probably the paper I've watched the most out of any pay per view was yeah, Stone Cold. Be, well, obviously, Last and then Kane. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was that one was, as well. I that one was been one. Yeah, I remember that as well because I remember that before WrestleMania 17 when everything was just crazy. Um, yeah, the the Rock yeah. winning it at, at 2000. That was my childhood one because on the VHS that I used to watch religiously. I think it's interesting <laughs> as well. Like just just before we do go on, but I was looking at this the other day cause before we did the show, but. I think the UK as well has kind of an affinity with the Royal Rumble because it was shown on Channel 4 on terrestrial TV, so so many people watched it mm. live at, the, you know, at that point. And I don't know whether you're the same as me, Nick, but like, and, and you as well, Lance, but kind of I think that's always stuck with us as like UK people that we were able to see that great pay-per-view live on terrestrial telly so we didn't have to pay. Well, it was it. on Channel 4, yeah, Channel 4. Yeah, I've never heard of. Yeah, and why we're so kind of the Royal Rumble stuck with us because I always feel that as well that it's kind of one of those special things which should be shown like the FA Cup final should be shown on terrestrial television, you know, live, <laughs> and we should <laughs> see it as it happens. Um, I always feel that. Yeah, no, I've never had the whole Channel Four thing. I was I was a bit too young for that. I only remember it brief, very briefly, but yeah, I mean, I was just, I was grateful when the um, pay-per-views would just be on Sky Sports as opposed to Sky yeah. Box Office. Um, yeah, same for me. Which I don't think is even a thing now. You work on BT Sport for starters, but I think they're all on BT Box Office. But obviously we've got the network now, so yeah. Um, other ones I'll quickly rattle for the last few. AJ Styles debuting in 2016, oh, yeah. which we've, we've already mentioned, which was high up on my list. Uh, Maven eliminating the Undertaker 2002 oh, yeah. uh, just made my list just because I think it, oh, yours. me yeah sure wow. it was my massive moment that was I just thought it was <laughs> well it was the Undertaker's <laughs> it, face it? and I just think I, I just don't think we really get many eliminations like, I know it's very difficult because then you're, you're you're eliminating a top star and they're going to be uh, eliminated by someone yet yeah, who's nowhere near kind of ready but I just think it would be quite cool if like say I don't know off the top of my list for this year Tommaso Ciampa or someone from NXT comes, who's going to probably be moving up to the main roster, him or Pete Dunne. Just imagine for them, if they quickly come in straight away and eliminate, I don't know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the top of Like a Kevin uh, Owens. Kevin yeah. Owens or someone like that. Even Kevin Owens or Seth. No, it'd have to be someone bigger some... than that, wouldn't it? It'd have, it would have to be like Roman, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's not, yeah it'd have to be someone like big, big, big. Roman or, I don't know, he's going to, or Bobby Lashley was like, or someone. Well, around that time, they were talking about Undertaker retiring, weren't they? He was going to go on, like, hiatus, wasn't he? And then he kind yeah. of, like, feud with Brock, didn't he? And then that obviously yeah. turned, didn't it? But, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, I remember that. His face was... Because he, he was a major, just, major the, the structure, time, I mean, that right? chair shot after as well was just so... Oh, yeah. Sword. I will admit, just because you've said that as well, Undertaker gave the most vicious chair shots out of anybody. Ever. Like, <laughs> when you look at all these, like, videos on YouTube of chair shots, like... Jesus, here's some of question. those big-haired people. <laughs> here's, here's a question, right? Could you have that moment again? Could you Could what? you successfully pull off a moment like... Well, that, actually, this is where you run the risk of, yeah, trying to do that and it doesn't work. So sometimes it's best just to leave it as history. No, I just don't um, what I mean is, do you think there's a big enough star to where no. you could look and no. say, 
oh my god, no. you've eliminated him outside. I of think the maybe in five years, five years time there could well be, um, but currently I now I don't think there is. But going into this rumble, certainly for 2022, yeah. I just don't think there is a, a big enough star that could really get a holy shit moment. Uh, the way they're talking about it, 20 years maybe, on, maybe maybe AJ Styles. Oh, no. I think we kind of got it a bit with the whole thing with Brock and Drew, but it was a yeah, yeah that's with Ricochet kind of having the yeah, assist. I, I think, think yeah, I think that was kind of the last moment where it was like this unstoppable, well, this kind of invincible monster. I think that was the last moment where I felt like it was someone who, you know, because it was a shock because you wouldn't have thought of it. I mean, probably because again, like I've said earlier, on we're British, so we wouldn't have thought that Drew yeah. would go that far yeah. and do in that, you know, sub, you know, sort of... Um, Wait till I become the first English yeah, WWE fan. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. So, yeah, I would probably say you can do it, but it needs to be a different way around it. Um, sure, right, I'll make it work when I get there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, uh, right, yeah. Well, but, um, it. <laughs> they are the... That is our top six. Um, as I say, if there is any any objections, do do tweet us, do uh, get in contact with the usual methods. Um, but um, yeah, that is the top six. This is CJ Carter, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. I'll qu- quickly go rattle through these uh, predictions, because, yeah... Uh, so there's six matches now, so I can't see anything. There'd probably be a pre-show match, I suspect, added. But um, yeah, six matches for now. Um, so I'll just quickly come to you both for for a name for for the winners. Um, so yeah, we've got a mixed tag team match: Edge and Beth Phoenix, the Grit Couple, uh, versus the Miz and Maurice, the It Couple. Um, yeah, I'll go with you, Lance. Hmm. See, you can't have. Edge and Beth come back and have them lose, can you? Can't have Beth return and lose. Damn. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to go with Edge and Beth Phoenix because I feel like you've got to have that. But it's very WWE to be like, no, fuck, fuck that. Well, <laughs> we're, we're going to have them cheat and win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, my my pick as well. And um, uh, Stephen. Yeah, the same. Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix. Um, just because again, you can't have them come back and not, you know win and then you can obviously build on something else at Wrestlemania possibly but yeah definitely Beth and uh, Edge for this one yeah for the Raw Women's title Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop um, I think Becky retains um, uh, Stephen yeah. yeah Becky again I think um, it'd be silly to again silly to kind of take the title off her but yeah definitely Becky for me yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think it'll be Becky as well. Uh, I like how quickly we're flying through this now because uh, <laughs> we're all just agreeing. We're all just, just yep. Oh, it's more just the, the, the time. Looking at the, just looking at the time. Um, yeah, um, the Universal Title match: Reigns against Seth freaking Rollins. Um, I'll start with Stephen. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. I think there's something about. I think Seth Rollins is going to win the title back, and then there might be something to happen at WrestleMania. But yeah, I'm going with Seth actually. Interesting, Lance. I'm going with Roman. I'm I'm going to go for Roman as well. I just, yeah, I, I I'm going to kind of get into it a little bit, but um, why I think Roman a bit in a bit, but yeah, I think Roman for now. And I know that Seth was apparently was penciled in to win the WWE Championship before Brock um, got involved in it, but I can't see him taking it off Roman. He'd be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, no. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and 
Drops. When I say mad as well, I just want to state it. I don't mean it in like a like oh it'd be stupid to do it because it would be like I think it'd just be a bit like whoa what the fuck kind of mad if that makes sense. No, it makes it makes perfect sense and um, yeah we've got a uh, Brock versus uh, Bobby. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Cause I think this is going to be shocked, but I think Bobby Lashley wins the title. I hate Bobby Lashley. So Brock Lesnar will go there. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Fuck that crap, that fucking hell. Well, I don't know why he's here. I hate him. I've never, I've never liked. I'm a deadpan of hate him. Yeah, it's almost like he's he's done something. Like he done something too. Like he, like you came home one day and you caught him with your girlfriend. That's how it sounded. Was like, (laughs) well, I hate him. He he tried to impersonate Brock Lesnar 15 years ago and it's never kind of left me. So yeah, it's uh, (laughs) there. Brock Lesnar all the way, even with his man butt. You had Cowboy on last night. I Red Dead Redemption vibes. It was strange, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, I am going to go for Brocky Wocky Lesnar. <laughs> and for the Raw Women's, uh, the Women's Royal Rumble match, uh, 30 women, I, I think um, I'll go for a surprise one. I think Bailey returns and wins the Rumble. I was going to say Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. And I was going to, say, but I think you're right. Well, she, but she's not. We don't. She's not actually been cleared to compete with, yet. We don't know. So it's. A, yeah, so she might not even. She, she might not even be in it. <laughs> but uh, I just think. Yeah, I just. I, think I just right. think she does. Yeah, I just think she deserves it if she is. If she is fit, just because of. I think as a must thank you for well to her and kind of Sasha in a way of, but more for Bailey just for. For carrying the company during the uh, the darkest of days, really, and uh, being the only watchable thing on television at the time, <laughs> so I, I just think she she deserves a a, a very surprising moment um, there. Yeah, I, I might go with. I agree. Yeah, if it isn't if it isn't Bailey, I might go with just because I'm having a look here because obviously I don't follow the product regularly because yep. of what she did last year and stuff, maybe Bianca Belair, just because of what they did last year at WrestleMania and stuff, and just because it was a massive moment, maybe, and recreating something, but... Yeah, yeah not sure. Well, they keep hinting at no one's won for years back-to-back rumbles, so there could be some legs with that, to be fair, with... Um, there could be. Uh, I thought this as well, Bianca. To, like, as a... Maybe not an apology, but... I don't know how you'd phrase it, but, like, as a, a thank you, maybe, for what... The, the whole uh, Becky coming back thing kind of just yeah. pushing it to one side because they do do that if you've ever noticed like they did it with Randy Orton when he got his head fucking stoved in by uh, Brock yeah. yeah and it was like a thank you is we'll we basically they gave him the rumble win we'll give you the rumble yeah yeah maybe that may, so I think they might have some legs to that because it'll be a case of look we're sorry but this is what we have to do now um well, you can do it again now because it'll be cool for you to win it again. So I think that's a possibility. I, I do think that's a distinct possibility, but I I will stick with Bailey for now because obviously she's been out, and I think the pop would be mad if she wins. She comes yeah. out at number thirty and wins. Will uh, be mad. Definitely, definitely. And last but not least, the men's Royal Rumble. I'm going to go for the Beast Brock. I think that's what happens when Brock loses to Lashley, but goes on to win the Rumble and ultimately goes on to challenge Reigns. At WrestleMania, I think he I just, wins I, anyway, I, despite winning. What even <laughs> even beating? Yeah, I I, I think we're on the I road think, for unification. I do agree with you, regardless of what happens. 
I think Brock is winning the Rumble, but I feel like he will lose to Lashley because I don't think they... I just feel they may not go for... I don't know if they want to go for Unification um, just yet. I think yeah. Unification 100%. I mean, I, yeah. To keep teasing it. And the yeah. whole brand, brand split's gone to fuck. Well, given how... Yeah, rubbish, and given how many we don't have any... How how little rosters there is left because of the, all the releases, then yeah, I, I do kind of see what you're saying. Because they've kind of just binned it off. Because like Seth is now wrestling Roman and yeah. Brock's on Raw. Yeah. It's so I don't know who where anyone's what brand anyone's. Oh on yeah, there. I wouldn't. Be to, yeah. You see, you can't you can't give me a definitive answer. I can 100 percent say. Um, it being a unification match at WrestleMania. And Stephen? As much as I want to see it to be Rock versus Reigns, I'd love it <laughs> to, I'd love to go the Rock winning the men's rumble. He fucking isn't. <laughs> no. 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 It, this is I'm I'm a hundred percent sure this is where they're going. And albeit in what by the by next Tuesday say I'm fucking stupid, but this is that I'm because they keep teasing it as well. They keep going but what, well, they even said it, didn't they? Say, what about me and you, title for title? It was very Hogan Warrior esque on that. Yeah. Was it Raw or SmackDown? I can't remember. Um, but it was very. Smack, yeah. Yeah, SmackDown. It was very Warrior Hogan esque with Jack Tunney going, this match will be title for title. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Stephen? See, I've got a different theory in that, like I said, I don't watch the product regularly, but because Rey Mysterio has been made. <laughs> Has <laughs> been made the cover star of um of the new video game WWE 2K22. I've got a feeling that Rey Mysterio might, and because it's Ooh. 20 years this year since he debuted in WWE, I think there's something about him what might kind of get because it might be his retirement <laughs> year or something. I don't know. It could be something to do with. I'd like to see Rey Mysterio win it once again, but whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I've just kind of got a vibe that something with Rey might happen. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going for. I will respectfully disagree with you because I think they're setting up Ray versus Dominic for WrestleMania. I think they've hinted at uh, that on Raw the last yeah, because, couple um, of weeks with people. Maybe getting... they'll both hit the floor at the same time. Like we've got. I think, I think Dominic's going to. I think, <laughs> I think Dominic's eliminating Ray, yeah, and then I think. It, it seems oh, no. two, two weeks in a row that Ray eliminated him the other week, and then last night Dominic picked him up on his shoulders and went to eliminate him and um, raised Ronnie him over the top rope. I do think they're going to uh, get a match um, at Mania, and I think we're going to get, yeah, certainly I a Dominic. Like, I, I really hope that it's not like one of these, uh, I want to prove myself against my dad. I hope it's like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you, dad. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm, I, I am hoping we're going to get like a, um, I'm hoping it does start off like that, because I don't think they'll go straight into, I hate you. I think it'll no, probably I, be like, I, I want to beat you. Yeah, and I think at WrestleMania, we potentially could even get like a Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho moment from WrestleMania 19 where they hug oh, off the match and so then oh, that'd be awesome. And then Dominic just fucking like goes Dominic nah nah. nah. I'm like, Wayne Rooney to his dick. Exactly. Into the next fucking county. That's it. Just well, hear Michael Cole go Rooney <laughs> <laughs> launches him six feet in the air, just like wham. I'm like a dad. <laughs> well, and that's we, a WrestleMania moment. <laughs> have run over slightly, so uh, uh, I will call it 
here um what unless about, there's no, a, hold on, hold on. Oh, what, oh, oh, oh. what about the um i wanted to say invisible door then but <laughs> the the forbidden door what the about forbidden door. the forbidden door entry well you've got mickey james for obviously we've already confirmed for the for the woman's one i think yeah. for men we may get some i do feel we will get someone through the forbidden door i think potentially someone like rhino i, I just think we'll come in and oh, gore a few people right, i just i think yeah i'd just green fuck off if that was the uh I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think Kenny of. Uh, I mean, I don't think. I, I, I'd love to be proved wrong. I'd love to sit here and say, "Oh, it will be Omega," but I really can't see. I, I think it. I, I think yeah, Rhino or maybe I'm trying to think. I'm Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder's not the worst. Yeah, I think he's. I think Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder, I think, could be quite cool, providing he gets a good enough pop. Uh, we know how well he's done since he's left WWE. To be fair to him. Um, so I think uh, the biggest deal of it would be is if um, he came out with the GCW title. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be the big thing of it is if he came out with the title and with um, Chelsea. With Chelsea, yeah. And if she, well, again, it's quite awkward couples because if you put one of them in the first round, then you'd be expecting them to be out. Like, sort of, if they did the women's and Chelsea was in it, then you go, oh, well, right, I mean, definitely just like now, his, so. his manage, like, Just the man, yeah, I know. Manage him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, obviously yeah, that's... That, that's down to them and what they. Well, obviously, I'm not booking it, so it might not even happen. But you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying no, to say. No, yeah, I, I do. I do feel he's one of the more likelier people to be on the uh, the list, sort of thing. Uh, especially because he he's always he's still very complimentary about WWE as well on his on his tweets. So people talk about Dean Ambrose as well. I'd love that to be true, but I just I can't. I just I just can't see that happening. No, but, I can't see them working with AEW. Oh. Uh, is a good one because obviously they do their bi-yearly like contacts in New Japan. What about Kazuchika Okada, IWGP Champion Kazuchika Okada? I mean, it would be amazing, but oh, again, I'm not sure. Blanche I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you've got the whole thing with um, like Ring of Honor though as well, because obviously Ring of Honor are freelancers out there, so there could be a few. If you know, you're looking That'd be for cool. The, yeah, there could be a couple of Ring of Honor people who, although might not be the I don't know, it could have, like, um, Bandido or who knows, like... Uh, I thought Gresham. John of Gresham would be cool because the fact that he's the tight champion... Well, yeah, he's the champion. He's been held, holding other promotions. I just think that would be quite a cool moment. The only issue has been people, don't, like, mainstream WWE fans, but they've really heard of him. Yeah, I mean... That's yeah, my, like, so, I mean, obviously, we've definitely heard of him, but... EC3 or... Um, you know, like the Briscoes could come in at different points as well, you know, because mm. that whole thing of them being cosmetically pleasing from years ago or, you know, um, that might be, I mean, obviously, because the whole roster was let go, there could be something there, you know, so um, that might be, um, but I mean, yeah, I think Zach Ryder might be in, Matt Cardone, or as he's known now, obviously, because that's his real name, that might be an interesting yeah. one. Um, but it might be someone completely... Wonder how they'd announce him. Would they announce him as Matt Cardona? Or would they I think they would go. I think they would go right. There maybe like they might be like in bracket. I don't know, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I think it would be Ryder. <laughs> Matt Cardona, Ryder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, just formerly known as Zack Ryder. <laughs> he did go by that, didn't he? I think he did at one point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's um, that is. I mean, uh, unless there's any last ditch stuff for you guys discussed. No. Take that. No, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, well, thank you guys for joining for joining this evening. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Uh, as I say, hopefully we'll have some fantastic Royal Rumble moments this weekend. Obviously, 
will be a return of the fans at Royal Rumble. We didn't get any fans last year, so all should be really good. It's on a Saturday, don't forget, not a Sunday. And we'll be back to discuss it next week on the uh, on Broken But Glorious. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.